I'm always happy when petroleum jelly goes viral. <laughs> I think I'm speaking for everybody here when I say that. Kirby, you know the day destroys the night and night divides the day as we kick off episode 88 of the Promo Front Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the Lizard King himself, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? Doing well, doing well. We had a, a little taste of spring this past weekend, and then as is the case uh, in March in Ohio, it, it dipped immediately down and snowed yesterday. And so, you know, there's there it's the it's the best of times, it's the worst of times here in Ohio. But uh, other than the weather, I'm doing fantastic. Lots of good things going on. How about you, bud? Uh, I'm doing all right. A little tired. If anybody saw my post from Facebook a couple days ago, I uh, had a little incident at doggy daycare with my dog. So the dog uh, did not get right. Uh, yeah, that's not me. Not me. Uh, no, uh, the dog got her ear ripped. Uh, so about 10, 10 to 12 stitches and the cone of shame, which means nobody's getting work done here at house and nobody's sleeping. So I'm on a caffeine fueled high right now. So, but you know what also gets me high, Kirby? You know, there's all sorts of things that can get you high. But one of the what things milk? that gives me one of the things that gives me a natural high is knowing that there's a company like Promo Pulse out there with their AMP services that really have a great opportunity, provide a great opportunity for uh, our friends on the distributor side of the business and supplier side of the business to market their businesses. And as Faye would have it, this was not planned, everybody. Kirby and I are wearing our AMP t-shirts today. Uh, kind of a, a serendipitous thing. And we know all of you are looking to amplify your sales in 2022. Hell, folks, it's March. You got to get on the train now. I told you I was caffeine fuel, guys. It's <laughs> going to be a hot one today. You want to do it. So we've got, like we've talked about, you want to subscribe to those AMP services from our good pal, Jason Noakes over at Pro Impulse. AMP allows you to stay top of mind with your clients through those retail-inspired outbound marketing using content from your preferred suppliers. That's right. You get to pick it. Jason doesn't pick it. Kirby doesn't pick it. Hell, you don't want me picking it. You get to pick it. And best of all, it only takes about five minutes, Kirby. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? It is. I, I, you know that one of my favorite quotes in the world is, the greatest distance in the world is the distance between I know and I do. The fact is, we all know we should be doing consistent marketing, but we don't do it. And the AMP email marketing service helps you set it and forget it. It allows you to set up the email and it gets done yeah. on a weekly or bi-weekly or monthly basis, whatever you set it for. And right. you don't, you don't, you're actually doing the thing you know you should do. So it, it's a great service. They should check it out. It, it really is. It's a no brainer. And here's a great quote from, uh, this is from Katie Singletary over at Robin Promotions. You know, a lot of times we wonder, is there an ROI for marketing? And it is one of those things that's challenging. We, we all have a challenge explaining it to our clients sometimes, but here's something where you can tie ROI to it. Here's what uh, Katie said over at Robin. AMP has been a great conversation starter with my clients. When our last email went out, I received an inquiry for a specific product. 
Although the product was outside of her budget, we were able to present other options that landed a $2,500 order, and we're currently quoting multiple things for the same event. Thanks for helping me make our job a little easier and starting the year off with new sales. That is a great tangible result from partnering with Promo Pulse and AMP. So if you're looking for those same results for yourself, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? Head over to promopulse.io slash AMP. Find out what this is all about, why Kirby and I are wearing t-shirts with the AMP logo on it, all right? It's a really cool t-shirt won't too. Be, <laughs> it's very comfortable. Yeah. All right, you won't be sorry you did. So uh, great response last week from the Powerhouse Women of Promo podcast. Yes. Can't thank uh, not only the ladies on the list uh, who are on the, the who are on the list, but everybody who really seems to really enjoy that. I got to tell you, it is uh, one of my favorite podcasts to do of the year. Mm, yeah, I know it's one of yours, uh, which makes this one my least favorite one. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I, I've thought a lot about it um, actually. And the reality of it is, of course, it's it's our favorite because we're we're highlighting some some amazing folks doing amazing work in the industry. It actually makes me think, you know what? This is the kind of thing we should do more often. Not not the no necessarily exactly the powerhouse uh, ladies yeah. of promo, but just the idea of we should be constantly looking for people who inspire us and lift us up. We will yeah. we'll be happier for it, all of us, you know. Yeah. Well, and we do one in the fall that's generally, I think we call it the the mavericks in the industry, people right. who are really doing different things, um, supplier, distributor, service provider. So um, I'm thinking we just do a different list every week. Maybe that, you know, <laughs> Makes it easy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so not, not a ton going on in the promo world this week, but I did want to highlight a couple things. Feel free to jump in, add comments, sure. Kirby. Number one is the Promotional Products Education Foundation. Um, I don't know if you realize this. So if you're not familiar with the Promotional Products Education Foundation, it's a not-for-profit that is associated with PPAI that gives scholarships, awards scholarships, I should say, to uh, people in the promotional products industry, their children to attend college. It's been a great thing. Last year, do you have any idea how much they gave out, Kirby? I feel like I've seen the, the, the number, but I don't know off the top of my head. $299,000 of scholarships were awarded last year. It's incredible. Um, it, which is, it's incredible. It's incredible. As two kids, have, I have two kids in college. I'd like all of that money. So I'm trying to figure out how to funnel that to me. So I'm hoping by talking about it on the Promo Front podcast might put in a good word for my kids. I love it. Um, but for the first year ever, Promotional Products Education Foundation has made some changes that help extend the opportunities, which I really, really love. <clears throat> So, uh, so it's extending the opportunities to the children of, of promotional products professionals. Number one, now accredited trade schools are approved for one-year scholarships. I freaking love that. Yeah. Uh, much like Mike Rowe, I am a huge advocate of not everybody should be attending college, not because they're not smart enough, because we've got too many college educa educated people. We need people who are smarter than us in plumbing, in in. Uh, you know, carpentry in certain auto repair, all these things that make our life go. And mm. I got to tell you, you can make money right out of school doing that stuff with almost zero debt. So yeah, no, you're preaching that. to the choir on that one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I know. I mean, same here. I, I love that trade schools uh, are now approved for one-year scholarships. Uh, SAT and ACT consideration has been suspended for the next two years, which mm. is a, a, aligning with almost every college and university. Uh, a lot of that's coming out of the pandemic. They suspended mm -hmm. when they looked at accepting kids into college. They took out 
uh, SAT and ACT scores just because it was so wonky. Tests were scheduled. They were canceled. Oh, man. So they, they're suspending that for two years. And then more scholarships are going to be based on need okay. uh, over merit. So 60% is going, of the money is going to be based on need. Hmm. 40% is going to be based on merit. And I, I love that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really interesting because I think um, we, obviously we're in a small community and, but one of the things I think I'm very proud of is our community is very giving when it comes to folks, some kids who are wanting to go to school. And I think a shift that I've seen in the last five to 10 years is a lot of the scholarship programs are doing exactly that. They're like, Hey, the valedictorian is going to get their, their scholarships. Right. We need the person right. who's got a three, five, but are incredibly active in the community and all that sort of thing. So you, yeah. they're just redefining the way that they disperse those funds. And I think that doing that intentionally is really good. 100%. And one of my favorite scholarships is at Ball State University that David Letterman has a scholarship there. And it ha you have to be a C student to get it. Love and it. I love the fact that, you know, not everybody, it doesn't mean you're dumb when you can't take tests and right. you don't take standardized tests well. So I absolutely love those type of things. So the deadline for this, though, is March 15th. It's creeping up on, on us. Big so time. it's the Ides of March. So a couple more days. Head over to ppef.us for more information, have your kids apply. My kids have, and uh, you know, it's, it's a very great thing that our industry does. So that's number one, number two cause Kirby. Okay. This is something that's a little more emotional for me to talk about. I think okay. for you too, the T Hamilton scholarship, mm. hard to believe that uh, T has already uh, not been with us for 18 months. She passed mm. away in December of 2020. And uh, man, that seems like a million years ago. Mm. Uh, but for those of you who didn't know T or don't know of T, T was in my mind, one of the first people in our industry to truly not only embrace the value of creativity when it comes to promotional products, but she pushed that forward. Mm. And so she was an inspiration and a light to a lot of people, just not to mention her love of music and her love of star Wars and just love of life and love of this industry. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, as, as you say, I mean, you always speak very eloquently mm. about T. She was a really just a good, uh, interesting, fun human. Mm -hmm. But I think what you talked about, when you talk about pushing forward, she challenged yeah. people who were not doing creativity, um, do creative work. And she um, lifted up those who she saw doing good work. Uh, one of the, I, yeah. I talk about it, one of the first uh, people, you know, when we did Delivering Marketing Joy, I wanted to do a program, but I wanted it to look good. I wanted it to have a cool open. I wanted it to have, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted it to sort of raise the, the bar on uh, sort of the production level. And T was one of the first people who reached out to me and I didn't know T super well at the time. And she just said, yeah. look, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. And so I think there's two sides of that. Not only was she challenging yeah. people who were being lazy about it, but she was lifting up others yeah. who were trying to do it well. And I think that that's a, you know, that goes to her legacy. And you just said the word I was looking for legacy. There's something that we, I think we all hope to leave behind is a legacy. And mm -hmm. what T has left behind is uh, this legacy of, of creativity. And so Promo Kitchen has created uh, a, a scholarship uh, to support promotional products industry professionals for their pursuit uh, of creative or business education by paying up to 80% uh, towards courses and conferences. So like I said, it's so important because T was such a beacon of creativity in this industry. And, and, and it's not only a legacy she's left, but it's also a way to honor T by, by taking the time and applying for this. So applications for that 
are due March 18th. So just a couple days after the PPEF. Uh, winners will have, like I said, up to 80% of the cost of their course or conference paid for. And that can be virtual or in person, doesn't matter. Um, so if you want to know, learn more about that, you can head over to the Promo Kitchen site, which is promokitchen.org, and then head to the top and click on events. Or you can just simply email scholarship at promokitchen.org, um, and you can find out all the information on there. But those are two great things. And I guess as we just kick off podcast, we talk about something that's promotional products related. We a lot of times talk about the friction in the industry, the challenges of the supply chain, the ding-dongs on the promotional products Facebook page that complain about everything. I thought it'd be good for two weeks in a row to actually highlight some positivity. Um, So some great things there. So thank you to PPEF for all the good work you do, your board. Thank you to Promo Kitchen um, and everybody's involved with the T. Hamilton Scholarship. So two really great things to uh, really hang your hat on as an industry of the good that we do. That's great stuff, man. I, I, I love that. Like you said, we had two weeks in a row. It's you're looking around going, Hey, this is, this is some cool stuff. And, and it, you right. know, it's kind of the feel good to start the week off. Well, so. it, it, it does. And, but don't worry, we're going to get back to the bullshit next week. Trust <laughs> me, we will. Well, who says right, we have Kirby, to wait till next week? <laughs> no kidding. All right, Kirby, you got something you want to talk about? Yeah. So I, I got, I, I'm I, just like you, I'm sure I'm I, on all these email lists and Sometimes it's just mass delete, but for whatever reason, um, there was an article on Adweek, which is one of the emails I, I subscribe to, that talked about what CMOs are looking for when they're they're trying to um, select an agency. Some of their like absolute red okay. flags, their whatever. Well, it reminded me of your website, and you have okay. a page on your website of why not to hire you. Um, yeah, and don't I, hire us. yeah, don't hire <laughs> us. And, uh, you know, I love that. And so I started thinking about that and the power of understanding what you want as a client, whether, you know, whether it's yeah. an agency or whether it's really in any business, but certainly it's appropriate in the promo and marketing business and knowing right. what you want as an organization, as clients, and then what you don't want as organization, yeah. as clients is really important. So I, I wanted to ask you, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but I have a couple of things here too. Um, yeah. But what are some things that you look for in a client? And then if you want, we can go back and forth, whatever. No, that's great. No, I appreciate it. Um, I, I say this to a lot when we're talking about this, this topic. And, and I always, you know how much I love analogies. Mm-hmm. I never read an analogy I didn't like. <laughs> oh. You know, the problem with a lot of businesses is they try to be everything to everyone. That, sure. That's one of the biggest mistakes we can make. I see it happen on the distributor side all the time. No, totally. Everybody buys promotional products. Therefore, everybody is my potential client. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Right. McDonald's sells hamburgers. So does Five Guys. And so does Del Frisco's, which is a high-end steakhouse. Also hamburgers. They sell hamburgers to radically different audiences. They speak to very specific audiences. Yep. No one who is used to a hamburger at Del Frisco's is going to go to McDonald's thinking they're getting a Del Frisco's experience. Right. Okay. They market separately. And so we do the same thing and we should all do the same thing. So I think what you need to do is understand who your ideal client is. Mm-hmm. And, and I always start with values. You know, when, yes. I, when I've given talks and, and I've, I've given talks 
as you have many speeches in our industry. And one of the things I, I love to do is, you know, how many of you had client relationships for more than three years? Everybody shoots up their hand. Yeah. How about five years? Few hands go down. 10 years, more hands go down. 20 years. And there's always about four or five people that have their hands raised. And I'm amazed by that. You've had a client relationship for 20 years with one client. And I always ask, how many different buyers have you dealt with during that time? And the answer is usually, you know, somewhere between five or eight. Every time, every once in a while, it's one, but usually it's like five or eight. The reason that relationship lasts is because your company culture and values is aligned with that of your client. Totally. You guys speak the same language, you understand the same things, you have the same expectations, and you're on the same page. So you got to start with making sure there's alignment. So on that don't hire us page that we have on our website, if you're not willing to put in the work and understand that this is a partnership, this is not an easy button, we're going to make it easier, we're going to make it more effective, but we can't do it all, right? It has to be that partnership. We can be the quarterback. Right. But if you as the wide receiver aren't going to run your route, we're not going to score. Yeah. So you got to run the route. And so you have to find that value alignment. And so that to me, that's the first thing I really, really think of in an ideal client. You really have to make sure that the culture and the values align. Yeah, it's funny. It's I I was I I came up with the topic. I really didn't make a ton of notes because I figured this was something that we could vamp on. But values um, is, is one of the things I would say. The other thing for me is. Um, just to pick up off that. And I think that the values go off of that is that they value what we do, right? Like, absolutely. So for example, you know, I think we've had, we've all had clients that are, look, I just want my t-shirt and I want it as cheap as I can get it. Right. Well, that's not really, it's don't, it's great. And there are a lot of people who do that and they build their business that way. And I can do an order like that, but Right. A relationship like that's not going to last because, you know, right. that's not what we are. We're not trying to be the low cost provider in right. the entire industry. That's not what we're not Walmart, right? That's not, no, that's not what we're trying to but be. But you and go so, into that, you go into that understanding that though. So you'll take the order, but you have no expectation that this is a long-term deal. This is a one-off transaction. Great. We got a little extra. Right. And uh, I think, again, part of that is, is, is telling your own story. You and I've talked about this. Like when you, when your first reaction is, Hey, I'm, I'm meeting you for the first time, uh, Mrs. Buyer and whatever you're getting, I can get it cheaper. If that's your lead, that's the kind of client you're going to get. And if that's what you want, that's yep. fine, but that's not what we want. So it's important Correct. that they value the creativity, the curation, the stuff that we bring to the table. And if they don't- The time. Yeah, the, the values, I think, are, are a big piece of that for sure. 100%. I mean, I, you know, without, you know, we, we had a client that uh, they, they valued our work, <clears throat> but they didn't do anything with it. Right. Uh, and execute kind of is the it. next thing. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't, they didn't execute on it. And in yeah. the analogy, when, when we decided to part ways, um, was the, the analogy I used with them, as I said, you know, if you worked with a client, and they were a distributor, if you worked with a client, and you partnered together, and you guys agreed that this is a great promotional product, and it's going to do awesome things for you guys. And they agree to it, they pay you for it, you get it, you deliver it on time, they love how it looks. But then they just shove it in the closet and then they start blaming you about how ineffective the merchandise is, you'd be a little frustrated. Right. And I told I told the client, I said, that's where we're at. We've right. done this great stuff for you. You love it, but you won't use it. And right. now you're blaming me for its lack of effectiveness. Right. Uh, or you know, you're blaming Brandivate for the lack of effectiveness. Don't don't do that. Yeah. So I agree. You have to execute. And then the other one for me is and, and I it's taken me a while to understand this because it almost sounds soft, but I think one of the values 
that lines up is you need to, your organization or the, the people that we deal with have to uh, have a level of kindness um, because a, a kind candor is fine. Like, as a matter of fact, it's important. But if you're a dick, we're not going to have a long-term relationship. I will not have you Correct. speak to my team that way. And I sure as hell, I'm not going to have you speak to me that way. And it is fascinating how there are cultures that that's how they do business. And that's yep. fine. But we're not going to, we're not going to jive long-term. Um, and again, that's not a soft thing. It's just, no. I'm not seeking out people who are, are not like that. And we won't last if you are. No, hundred percent. I remember back. Uh, when I worked for a large distributor, um, they were uh, based in, in Battle Creek, Michigan. So you can mm -hmm. probably draw your own conclusions who the client was, but they were terminally abusive to our people. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. just to on a daily basis. And they were over $2 million client and we went up there and fired them because yeah. we just won't be treated that way. And, and sometimes you have to make those decisions. And the one you just touched on the last one is feedback. Got to have feedback. Don't yeah. just tell us when things are good. Tell us when things are, that's okay, but why? Mm -hmm. You know, don't, that constant communication. So I believe that with clients and the work that we do at Brand of Eight, and I think it's absolutely applicable to suppliers and distributors as well and their target audiences. You are not in a position to over-communicate. You mm -hmm. need to have your client tell you when to say, okay, Got it. So, you know, whether it's a weekly status update, whether it's constant emails, you know, we have to remember that a lot of times clients send us money as, as a promotional products industry, they send us money and then things just go in a black hole until things show up. <laughs> yeah. You have to have that constant communication. So people have that level of confidence that you're working on their behalf. I love it, man. I love it. Can you believe oh, we are 21 topic. minutes in? No, and that's Kirby's subtle way of saying he got to go soon. No, it's so fine. I just, you, you asked me one time to keep you updated. That's where we're I at. Did. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, this, is, this should be a quick one. This should okay. be a quick one. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about being tone deaf a little bit, uh, okay. you know, or not being tone deaf, you know, making sure Try we talk to, about yeah. topics of the day. And so obviously there's the, the Russian-Ukrainian war going on, which I think we would universally agree is a horrible situation, yeah. uh, an unprovoked attack. We're not going to get into the political discussion of that, but I, want, I thought it's been very interesting how brands have responded to yeah. the, uh, the conflict. Um, Russian vodka has been pulled from shelves in almost every state. Now, that's only 1% of U.S. vodka consumption, so it's more symbolic than anything else, but it, it's symbolic. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Formula One, F1. Haas, uh, one of the teams, has not only removed uh, their primary sponsor, which was a Russian company, mm -hmm. but also the driver who was Russian. Wow, they removed the driver. They removed the driver too. Well, the, the sponsorship was tied to a Russian oligarch whose son was the driver. Okay. So it's all wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, okay, thing. that makes sense, yeah. <clears throat> I think we've all seen where Airbnb has offered free short-term housing for up to 100,000 Ukrainian yeah, refugees. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, this one I loved. Pravda Brewery in the in, in Ukraine is making Molotov cocktails in the bottles where they used to put beer, and the labels uh, are have inclu are including images of, of Vladimir Putin in, in some derogatory terms that we can't say on a PG thirteen <laughs> podcast. Um, McDonald's, Starbucks, and Coke have one. all ceased operations. That's the that's a big one. That's a big uh, one. Disney, Sony, yeah, Disney, Sony, and Warner Brothers have halted film releases in Russia. Uh, so I guess the question I have, Kirby, I think all, I love all this, by the way, mm -hmm. I, I think one thing we have, you know, we're all scared of a potential nuclear situation. I yeah. think that's a fair thing to say. And we always say, gosh, are sanctions working? And I think one of the things now that we have a true global economy, you can make sanctions work in things like this work. So I want to say, ask you this, Kirby, in a global economy, do these efforts like this 
pet truly penalize the aggressor in this situation? Are they penalizing Russia? Yeah, I think I, they I, are, but I, I believe they are. And I would say just like a lot of things, uh, you know, when we talk about po the positive impact of different things in our, yeah. whether it's, you know, working out or content or all that yeah. things, they're long-term plays, right? Like yeah. pulling out of McDonald's does not, or McDonald's pulling out of Russia doesn't solve it overnight. No. But when you put pieces and pieces and pieces and pieces together, mm -hmm. I think it really does have a long-term impact, not only from a PR perspective, not only from an economic perspective, but from an internal perspective. I think that there is, a, you know, you're going to see more and more uh, folks, uh, Russians, applying pressure to say, hey, this needs to stop as well. So yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's very interesting to watch from a, just from a, from a geopolitical perspective. I, I do too. And I, I love there's nothing better than when brands do the right things, companies do the right things for the right reasons, right. and they do it quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, McDonald's pulling out, you know, ceasing operations in Russia is not minor. It no. represents 10% of their global revenue goes. 10%, <laughs> they just said, we're stopping immediately. Yeah. I don't know what it is for Starbucks or Coca-Cola or Pepsi, but expect more of those dominoes to fall. What that does, unfortunately, you're penalizing the Russian people, the people who have nothing to do with the war. You're penalizing them, but that's the only way to apply pressure on government to hopefully shift policy, make changes, and uh, you know do do things a little differently. Yeah, and I think I think the way we kind of the spin this conversation forward is you know we're talking about this being about this war, um, but I think it also provides. Um, proof that um, brands do have the ability to make an impact yep. when they choose to yep. do so. And I sort of think that's, that's the message I take out of this is that oh, we have 100%. an opportunity to do, a, do the right thing for the right reasons, like you said. Absolutely. And I think, I think it's great. And again, with that global economy, it gives and it takes. This is where it really gives us an opportunity to hopefully come to a resolution here uh, quicker. All right, Kirby, you got anything else or are we good? One, one super quick one, because I wanted to end on a Sweet. quick one. Vaseline, Vaseline's 163-year wait to go viral. And so that was the headline. And uh, essentially, okay. it was an, it invented in 1859. Vaseline finally went viral in 2022. Apparently, okay. um, the staple of grandma's medicine cabinet has found a new fan base yep. on TikTok and Instagram. And essentially, uh -huh. uh, it's uh, taken off from a mentions perspective and um, in the first week of February, I just thought this was fascinating. First week of February, social media mentions of Vaseline were up 327% over the same period last year. Um, okay. And so I, I just always think it's really interesting when trends like this take off and it does speak to the power of those social media platforms. So oh, the question bet. I have for you is what, <laughs> what brand um, would you like to see go viral uh, next month? Is it Vaseline again? <laughs> or uh -huh. is, is it cones that go around dogs' heads? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy when petroleum jelly goes viral. <laughs> I think I'm speaking for everybody here when I say that. Um, I, I, I'm not even going to ask why it went viral, because frankly, I don't care. I yeah. truly don't care. I think it's interesting that it went viral. So a brand I'd like to see go viral um, Kirby, it's a very good question, and my answer is a very simple one. Whataburger. <laughs> I would like to see Whataburger, and if you didn't guess that, kids, you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'd really like to see Whataburger go viral. What they have done 
first of all, I do love their food. That's a subjective thing. That's fine. Some people prefer different burgers and that's cool and awesome. You'd be wrong, but that's fine. What Whataburger really does extraordinarily well is uh, their brand, is their branding and their merchandise. If you haven't gone to whataburger.com and gone to their store, they really set the tone. We talk a lot on this podcast about uh, quick service restaurant companies and the merchandise they put out. All of that, I want. I'm not going to say it started with Whataburger, but I think Whataburger was definitely one of the ones that really started pushing the weirdness for you know weirdness out there. Hundred eighty five dollar Whataburger cowboy boots and things like that. Just <laughs> also just t shirts and stuff like that. But I so I'd have to say Whataburger Kirby. I'm going to put the same question to you. What brand would you like to see mm. go viral in the month of April? And let's see if you and I have the social media juice to make it happen. I'll work <laughs> on yours. You work on mine. I don't know that we do. Uh, gosh, I, damn it! I hate it when you flip it back on me. Um, I am going to go. Hey, uh, don't don't be surprised when you get bit if you put your hand in the shark tank. Okay, uh, that's right. Okay. Uh, you know what? I whatever for whatever reason, I always try to give you the first thing that pops in my head. The first thing that popped in my head was. Yep. Great Lakes Brewing. Great Lakes Brewing is a okay, really, yeah, really good. great brewing company here in Ohio, in Cleveland. Um, they've got two of my favorite beers, and I think they're a pretty the good organization. Beer. Yeah, they've got favorite. the Christmas ale, and they've got a Dortmunder lager that is really mm-hmm. good. So there you go. All right. Well, right. Uh, so if you're looking for good beer up in the central Ohio area, head over <laughs> to Great Lakes Brewing. If you're looking for a great burger, and you'll scream after you eat it, what a burger! <laughs> Head over to Whataburger. But if you're looking to grow your sales in 2022, what you need to do is head over to promopulse.com. Nope, actually don't do that because you'd go to the wrong website. But you could go over to promopulse.io slash amp. And what you do there is you find out all the tremendous marketing services that Jason Oaks has created for you to be in front of your client. It's a set it and forget it suite of marketing services that is going to bring you leads. It's going to result in sales. So again, you're going to want to learn more. Head over to promopulse.io slash amp. Kirby and I are wearing the shirts. You'd have to ask Jason Noakes how to get one. That's not part of this podcast. But what is part of this podcast is our sincere appreciation for you listening to us yammer on and on and on. So for that, we are humbly and grateful for you.